Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies And we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. All right. Well, it's an episode ending in nine. So we are going to go all in on recruiting, hiring, and retaining five-star employees. And so today we are going to walk through the six strategies to attract five-star employees. So the top six strategies to attract five-star employees And the first strategy is number one, get different. You need to approach this not like everyone else. I mean, I think what's so funny is if you go on um, any of the job boards and let's say you're recruiting for a bookkeeper and you looked at a thousand postings for bookkeeper, they're all basically the same. They are vanilla job postings with essentially the same basic information And so, you know, people are just going through and just kind of throwing their hat in the ring and apply, 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 you know, and this is kind of the other thing about getting different is if you want to attract five-star employees, we're wanting to attract five-star employees while simultaneously repelling one, two, three-star employees or average ho-hum bookkeepers or whatever position that you're recruiting for. So, um, you know, in that job posting, number one, you don't want to be vanilla. You don't want to be like everyone else. I know people think that they're smart by going to, you know, another couple of job postings for bookkeeper and then taking those three job postings that someone else is using and merging them into your new job posting and such. But again, like you're just attracting blah, you're attracting ho-hum and average, you're, you're just being vanilla about it. So when you get different, what you need to do is you need to have a job posting that stands out from the crowd of all these other generic bookkeeper positions. So, uh, you know, it starts with a captivating title. So, um, you know, if you're recruiting bookkeepers to work on, um, let's just say profit first clients and work with small businesses, then you're going to want to highlight that. You're not going to want to say full-time bookkeeper, remote available. I mean, again, that's usually a generic title doesn't give you any indication of why they should apply for this job. But, you know, a better title would be small business bookkeeper with the heart of a teacher apply here. You want to like throw in, you know, some of those qualities and those things that differentiate your organization in the title of, um, of, of the job posting 
and just, you know, again, get different about it. Make sure that you're outlining what your application process is in the job posting. The job posting also needs to have the key responsibilities and the success metrics associated with those key responsibilities. Again, it's all about attracting the five-star candidate, the person who likes to go above and beyond, the person who just is a rock star and simultaneously repelling the individuals who, you know, say they are a bookkeeper, but they don't want to be held to any accountability. So, you know, putting success metrics in there is just going to be like, oh, why would I apply here? I'll just apply to these thousand other vanilla looking bookkeeper positions and probably get that just fine and be able to collect a paycheck. So you've got the success metrics associated with the, you know, three to five key responsibilities for the role. Your job posting is not necessarily the formal job description. So the job posting is, you know, what you're doing to attract the candidate, pique their interest, and just kind of get them to apply. Um, It's still going to have all the important information, but you're going to also still have that formal, traditional job description that you need from sort of an HR legal and compliance perspective, where it really has like all of the responsibilities, you know, if the bookkeeper is having to, you know, box records or this, that, the other, you know, do they need to lift a 40 pound box and put it in the back somewhere? I don't know, but um, you need to have those things in that formal job description, but you don't use that necessarily in your recruitment process. And then also in your job posting, you are going to want to have your recruitment and hiring process. So, you know, number one is going to be apply here, apply online, or you might be having them send um, an email with their resume to you know, throw their hat in the ring. And you might like put a request. You know, some people say, oh, make sure this is in the subject line. But, you know, your recruitment and hiring process should take five to six, seven, eight steps of taking a candidate through. And all, all of those steps, you're filtering out those individuals who are less than five-star candidates. So at the end of your recruitment and hiring process, you know, the people who've made it through, quote, your gauntlet um, are the individuals who, um, you know, have have just met or exceeded your expectations for each step in the process. And, you know, it's also important too. like in this case, if we're looking for a bookkeeper, you are going to want to um, also have in your process, one of the steps needs to be testing the individuals. Um, sometimes, you know, you might have two testing phases in your process. But if you're, if you're hiring for any sort of specific skills or experience, you need to create tests and you need to have those tests, again, differentiating yourself because this is going to attract the five-star candidate who's like, I got this, I can pass this, this is great. This is gonna be worth my time applying to this instead of applying to all these vanilla job postings and such. So again, that attraction factor and the repelling factor. So, you know, people who call themselves a bookkeeper, but maybe aren't, you know, trained to to really be a true bookkeeper, they're going to say, you know what, I don't need to apply for this position. I don't need to be tested on this. They just need to trust me that I know bookkeeping. All right. So the first strategy, we spent a lot of time on it, but it's about getting different with your job posting and how you are recruiting and attracting the candidates to begin with. The second strategy is number two, you need to always be recruiting. So this is the concept of of the virtual bench and just always keeping your eye out in the wild 
for great talent, great potential candidates so that, um, you know, when you do have a position become available, you're ready to go and you already have some people that you could approach about entering your pipeline. Now, if you find someone in the wild and, and you're always recruiting, you're always thinking about people, you know, they still need to go through your formal process. They still need to go through all of the steps that you've outlined as part of your recruitment and hiring process because you need to assess them like everyone else. Yes, they give you great customer service at the bank and you know that they're um, an accounting student at the university. But again, if you're hiring them for a bookkeeper, they need to go through that process. Just because they're a great teller at the bank and just because they're an accounting major in college doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be a five-star bookkeeper. Maybe maybe they're really a three-star bookkeeper. So, you know, taking through that process, going through all of those steps, including that important um, testing phase is absolutely just key to making sure that you make an offer to the the true, genuine five-star candidates. So, you know, always be recruiting. Um, One is looking out in the wild. Um, Another strategy for always recruiting is having that job posting out there. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of time. Um, Sometimes, you know, you need to fill a position faster than than the allotted time. So, you know, if you are on a trajectory for growth, then it's better to be proactive in your recruitment rather than reactive. So, um, you know, most people start up their recruitment engine um, when someone is leaving or someone has left the organization. And, um, you know, I challenge you, even if you don't have a position available right now, but, you know, you're thinking about bringing on someone over the next couple of months and such, then turn on the ad now. I mean, get going with it and just kind of see what happens. You know, I'll leave ads open for a while or job postings. We don't we don't pay. Our applicant tracking system does the postings for us on a variety of job boards and they're all free. But um, I leave those postings up. I don't necessarily close them. And, you know, it's surprising how, quote, old a job posting might be and someone's applying to it um, We recently hired for a small business blog editor and community curator for the podcast, and it was a part-time position, and uh, we had over 55 applicants, and we filled the position, but it was still open, and um, someone came across like towards the end. I mean, I think they were applicant number 53, 52 on the list. And I don't know, just something about the individual. They scored high on the preview assessment that we use um, as our initial benchmark. And if they score 70% or higher, then we look at them. So I looked at this person and um, ended up uh, connecting with them and taking through a process. And really, you know, they were such a great talent. And even though they were looking for, had applied for a part-time position to augment their current job, we ended up making an offer to them after they went through our process um, of a shadow day, et cetera, um, doing several projects for us, um, several deep dive interviews. And, it, you know, it just, it just worked out great. So, you know, that's that concept of, of always recruiting. Like I thought that I was going to be recruiting for this position, um, you know, two months from when I was going to bring on the other small business blog editor. And, you know, again, like I just ended up accelerating this by, by, by a month because I left that job posting up. So that's another example 
of always be recruiting. Um, Strategy number three is recruit for function, not title. So um, some people might have said that uh, a social media manager is what I was looking for when we were recruiting for a small business blog editor and community curator. But you know, social media manager, that's a pretty generic term. So I got real specific and was recruiting for the function, not the title. So the function that I needed was a small business blog editor and community curator. So I got pretty specific about what I was looking for. And I can guarantee you there was no other position like that in the market um, in terms of job postings. So, you know, add add the things that you're looking for. You know, when we talked about the title of, of the bookkeeper, you know, um, a small business bookkeeper with the heart of a teacher. So you're not looking for someone to just, you know, be working at a, at, at a computer all day long and not interact with anyone. You're looking for someone who has the heart of a teacher. Why? Because the expectation is, is that this person's going to be able to explain things and likes to work with people and likes to let people, you know, um, grow in their knowledge and, and understanding, and in this case, obviously, of their, of their financials. All right? Um, so that is recruiting for function and not title is really important. And again, you know, this is a, this is about getting different and, um, differentiating yourself as well. Um, but another frame way to look at it. The other thing about recruiting for function, not title is, you know, just, just looking for people who maybe aren't necessarily in the specific role right now but have the aptitudes and the ability to, you know, pick up on the skills. Um, I don't mean to brag, but um, I seem to have a, a gift for, for this. I mean, I've hired many people um, and sort of just plucked them from, let's just call it obscurity, and just kind of saw the potential in them and, and brought them into, um, you know, a, a new world because they had that aptitude to be successful in learning, a, you know, a new skill and a new career path. So, you know, I mean, I can think of from my days in, in advertising and marketing, I plucked a, an IT guy who, you know, was setting up the computers and such for, for businesses and, uh, you know, turned him into a, a graphic designer and an editor and this, that, the other. And, um, you know, today he's vice president of marketing for a prominent large company in Nashville, Tennessee, shout out to Justin Reeder. And, um, you know, then I think of, of Kelly Tucker, uh, who had a background in marketing, had worked for, um, actually the Detroit Tigers, um, major league baseball marketing, then got into healthcare marketing and such. And, um, you know, I mean, to a certain degree, marketing jobs kind of like hit a ceiling and such, but she really, you know, just, she would get frustrated um, with things and such. And, and she just really had like a very operations focused mind. So I challenged her to, you know, look at things in operations. And within a year when she made a transition to operations and healthcare role, I mean, she was just killing it. She more than doubled her salary and she is just knocking it out of the park since. But so those are, those are two examples. So sometimes you need someone that has the experience but also times too, you know, it could be a potential, you know, if you have a blank slate to start with and they have just kind of like the 11 qualities of a five-star employee and the key aptitudes that you need, 
most anything can be learned and taught um, unless, you know, it requires um, a, a license or a, an advanced degree. All right. Now, um, strategy number four is to cast the biggest net possible. So, you know, I find that um, most businesses post on one job board and that's it. So it's either they pick ZipRecruiter or they pick Indeed and, um, you know, they usually get roped into sponsoring it or boosting it or doing those other kinds of things. So that gets expensive. So I can understand if you're paying and, and that money just kind of like is getting pulled out of your account without too much control, you can set a budget for the day that just sort of limits your pool. So, you know, challenge you to find as many opportunities to cast as wide of a net as possible, to shout from the mountaintops and from the valleys and the rivers and the streams and the beaches and the lakes and the desert and wherever you are, um, as many places as possible. So a couple of ways to do this is obviously the job boards. And I challenge you to find multiple job boards and, you know, use those free postings. Then uh, what you'll want to do is is go to LinkedIn and post a job on LinkedIn and ask your your connections on LinkedIn to share, you know, something about LinkedIn too. I think it's good if, if you're doing it for other people, then other people will do it for you. So I whenever I see someone of my LinkedIn connections that I do know really well post a job, um, I always, you know, repost it and forward it um, as much as I can. So I am hopefully building up some credits when we are um, recruiting as well. So LinkedIn is another strategy. If you um, are a brick and mortar business or, you know, even a remote local business, doing some sort of like old school banner out front and make it big, you know, again, get different. Like if you're just going to do one of those little yard signs, this is now hiring, forget it. I mean, I'm talking, if you're going to put a banner, make sure that banner is like eight foot wide by 12 feet tall or, you know, something like on the whole side of your building so people can't miss it. These little, like, again, doing what everyone else is doing and just using the small generic now hiring signs just just doesn't do it and doesn't allow you enough information to be conveyed about the position. And, you know, even if you don't have a physical location, but, you know, you, you again, you never know that person might be around the corner from you, even though you are going to make this a remote position. So at coffee shops or at places that you go to, the gyms, et cetera, usually there's like a community bulletin board. So create a little flyer, um, create something that, you know, posts the position and, and, and gets your name out there and gets the job out there as well. Uh, you know, you can use Facebook and Instagram and other social media. And then also too, I know Facebook um, is changing up some things with regards to job postings, but there are still local groups that, you know, you can tap into to um, share your job postings. So like here, um, I think there's a, there's a group called, um, you know, hiring in the, in, in the OC and such. Um, so if I've got a job, I'm posting in there um, and sharing the information with that. And then another, um, you know, casting a wide net is looking at colleges and universities and going to the, um, I don't, I, 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 the career center is useless at universities. I'm saying it. And I hate handshake. I mean, don't get me started. 
that could be a whole nother podcast, but we'll keep this positive. So with colleges and universities, what I do is I actually connect with um, the admin for the department that I am looking to recruit from um, because they sort of usually take on a, a parental or motherly role amongst the students and you know want to see them succeed and want to help them. So they are usually very um, receptive to sharing uh, jobs uh, and job postings with their students. So I could keep going on and on, but uh, we need to finish this episode quickly. So um, then we have strategy number five, which is objectively define what determines success in the role. So in in this case, um, I mentioned this earlier in the job postings, you're going to want to list the three to five key responsibilities and then um, have a metric associated objectify with dollars or numbers what success looks like for that key responsibility. So if it's a, a small business bookkeeper with the heart of a teacher, then, you know, maybe a metric is having, uh, you know, five Zoom meetings to review the financials with your clients on a weekly basis. Again, you know, that opportunity to be face-to-face and really make sure um, over Zoom that your clients or who's ever in your book of business or, or in your roster is really understanding their financials. So, you know, but we're putting a number to it. You need to do at least five of these per week to be successful in the role. All right. And then um, strategy number six to attract five-star employees is to leverage a dedicated recruitment website. So you whet their appetite, you gotta get the job posting out there and such, but um, you can also then link to a dedicated recruitment website. I am not a huge fan of, you know, burying careers somewhere at the bottom of of your website. Uh, Now, if you do have careers on your website, that's fine. You know, they can click that button, but it's gonna take them to, your dedicated website for recruitment. And um, that's really your opportunity, again, to get different, to really stand out and, you know, talk about things and go into detail about things like no other position or your competition is doing when it comes to their recruiting and hiring. Um, And it also keeps it kind of like out of the purview of your clients and customers. And so, you know, if it's just dedicated to the people that you're trying to attract, I mean, it's going to make a difference to them and they're going to be impressed by it. And it gives you just, you know, such a great opportunity to share things about your culture, you know, talk about what a day in the life is like, um, you know, dive into your core values. I mean, there's just so many things, um, testimonials from prior employees. So um, a dedicated recruitment site is another awesome tool in your arsenal when it comes to attracting five-star employees. So um, we do um, have programming around this. As many of you know, our episodes ending in four and nine are talking about going all in on recruiting and hiring and building your dream teams. And um, Mike and I are collaborating on his next, next book, which will come out in the fall of 2023 Uh, where we are talking about recruiting, hiring, and retaining five-star employees and going into great detail on that. But we are previewing that content 
through our programming right now. Um, we've got accelerator courses. So if you go to fivestaremployees.com, um, you can catch it that way. And um, I'm also putting a lot of content out there and these like nuggets and, and wonderful morsels of recruiting and hiring strategies uh, and also retention of five-star employees by following me on LinkedIn at Danielle Mulvey. And that will be in the show notes in the visual recap. So if you want to capture that uh, visual recap, then go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources. You'll have the option to opt in to have them texted and or emailed to you on a weekly basis. And if you're not going to hire your own bookkeeper and you want to work with an accountant, bookkeeper, or coach with the heart of a teacher, that's one of my certified fellow Profit First professional peeps. And so if you would like to connect with one of those wonderful people, then go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 